You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. have a shocking secret to tell a friend or a loved one? Well, you could do the normal thing and tell them in the privacy of your own home. But it'd be a lot more entertaining to take them on TV and tell them in front of the whole fucking world. Trash TV. The good, the bad, and the sleazy. That's what we're talking about this week on the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Might be somebody that wants to cut off their eyelids or a guy that wants to marry a goat. All I know is, there better be a damn fight. Corey, 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 Corey. Hey there, how's it going? I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. And we'd like to welcome you to yet another wonderful edition of the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. We're actually getting pretty good at that. Yeah, and we actually we did it reverse. Usually we welcome them and then we say our names. Yeah. So we changed it up a little bit there. Which, it's good to change things up a little bit, I think. Every once in a while. Keeps us fresh. It does. It keeps us fresh. Keeps, and keeps us fresh. And smelling you guys, good. You guys on your toes. Yeah. you don't know what what to expect. Yeah, sometimes we don't even test shit. No. We did test it. And yeah, I, I we tested the, today. I called the microphone an asshole a couple of times. But, uh, what's up? What's going on? Nothing. We're just chilling today. Yesterday yeah. we had a, we went to a concert and yeah. my body hurts. Because, you know... Because we stood. <laughs> we stood for four hours and, or five hours in one spot. and We did lean up against the wall for a, a little... Towards the end yeah. there. <laughs> well, I, I, I started my lean immediately because I knew. Um, and it, we just went saw some, We saw some local bands. Uh, I guess the ones from Des Moines. Des Moines, yeah. Uh, Alice they, Unchained. Yeah, it was an Alice Unchained tribute band. They were they're actually good. really good. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were really fun. Good. Uh, saw a local band, Graveyard Smash, if you... Uh, if you like the horror punk metal type thing, check them out. They're they're all over the place. They're on social media. Yeah, Graveyard Smash. They they've got their original stuff and and they do uh, some covers, some covers and and yeah, it was a lot of fun singing along with some Misfits tunes last night. Our good buddy Billy Peck is in that band. Yeah, uh, that was the first time I've seen their band. So I mean, I was I was you know I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was gonna be a metal show, but you know I was like, wow, these guys are really really good. Oh yeah, they're fun. Uh, our buddy Comatose did Comatose, his, he was there. his uh, his horrorcore rapping thing, and he was the host. Um, and it was funny. It was a Christmas themed Krampus. Yeah, and we had our Halloween buddy Comatose as the host. Yeah, he couldn't get a Comatose, so he brought in Sam with him. Yeah, yeah, he brought in little Sam. Or not Com- He couldn't bring that Comatose. He couldn't bring in Krampus. Yeah. So he had he had Sam from Trick or Treat. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good time. You know, some other folks were there. Uh, but, uh, and yeah. Sam was throwing Skittles at everybody. Yeah, yeah, throw yeah, tossing Skittles and, and <laughs> he, candy. When he first started, he was throwing candy. He he hit like two or three people in the head because they weren't paying attention. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, that was a fun time. Um, if I was a little younger, I'd have been diving for the candy. Oh, I know. Yeah, 
I, I wasn't diving for shit. I'm a year I'm a year older since our last show. Yeah, you did have a birthday. I did because we didn't record that week because we had other shit going on. Yeah, yeah, that's why we didn't record last week. We uh, we were we went to a, a movie premiere. We did. We went and saw Babezilla versus a zombie horde. So yeah, that it was, was good. It was, it was good. It was a good time. Uh, so yeah, you can catch that. that that'll be on uh, Troma now. Yeah, uh, eventually here. It's very soon, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, it was the first of the year. The right after the first. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what else has gone on? Shit, we we had wrestling. We had the other wrestling. Day. Yeah, yeah, we went to wrestling on Wednesday. Yeah, um, that was fun. Um, yeah, really good. We've, yeah, we, that's we've had a full couple weeks. That's it, but uh, yeah, sorry we didn't record last week. But yeah, we just decided to take it off and. Uh, well, we had wings at Hooters. Yeah, we had wings. It was my birthday that day, so yeah. the day we record is on Sunday usually. Usually, yeah. And so, so instead of recording, we went and we went and had wings at Hooters. Had wings at Hooters, and then we went to watch the movie. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't. We didn't. I, I looked. We didn't get any uh, feedback on the voicemail line, but we. Did, I have heard that people really enjoyed. Last the uh, two weeks ago, the last episode. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of. We get been been getting a lot of. Uh, Facebook interaction. Well, Facebook interaction and a lot of people telling us in person. So we have we have yeah. several people that, that listen locally here, and and they said that you know they're having fun and had suggested show ideas for us. Like I said, we do have our shows. We have a list now of topics we want to cover. Yes, because we we are we have matured a little bit. Well, you're a year older. I'm a year older. Um, Not much wiser, but yeah. Well, we're we working. we've started. We we we, we discovered this thing called a pad and a pencil. Well, I put mine in my phone, uh, but we yeah we're trying You're more high tech than I am. We're trying to keep track of shit and maybe schedule so we can research a little bit ahead of time. Yes, we so still don't. How, yeah, <laughs> how much research did you do on today's topic? Oh, about five minutes before we started. Yeah, yeah, we we did some googling <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, and yeah. We've got we've got one of our topics on TV. Right one of now. our topics, as, as usual, is on the television here. Um, Just so we can have a visual, we're not staring at a black screen. Yeah, we because we get we get distracted enough when we don't have something to focus on. Quick. Yeah, um, Dude, my sister was listening to one of the shows the other day, and it was our actually our last show. Okay, yeah, the uh, the the '90s kids te- TV shows with Saved by the Bell and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was like, "What episode do you listen to?" Because she just pulled it up. She sent me a picture. It just said whatever episode it was, and I don't even know what episode we're actually on, but. I was like, what, are, what episode? She's like, I don't know. Mikey's talking about poop. I was like, that's every episode. Oh, okay. So, you know... Uh, oh, here we go. We're going to get the poop, ch- poop well, chat out of the way. Well, you know, this is a follow-up. Oh. This is a follow-up. So, you remember last time I was telling you that it's I thought... rewipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is... <laughs> this is the Retro Renegade Rewipe. Brought to you by... <laughs> yeah, we're brought to you by Charmin. Charmin! Remember what Mr. Whipple said. Don't squeeze the Charmin. Don't stick your finger in the hole. Dude, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. So anyways, you remember last time? I smell it. Last time, uh, I talked about all the candy that I bought. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And I said I had those marshmallow things. They were unicorn horns, so they're like a rainbow twist marshmallow. Yeah. But they're like a peep. Okay. Basically. Okay, but it's it's a bag of them, and they're like three different colors of marshmallows twisted together. And I told you I ate that whole bag of them, and then I my poop was green. <laughs> yeah. Well. This is what the discussion we had last night when the, before the concert started. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had this little discussion. So, uh, I had a little episode... Wednesday before I went out to wrestling, uh, where I got lightheaded, 
I got sick to my stomach. My fingers started tingling. My legs started tingling. And my tongue went numb. And you had a numb tongue. I did. Oh, it was bad. It was, it was kind of scary, actually. Numb tongue. Because I was laying in bed, and I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, what's happening? Because my chest started tingling. I thought, fuck, is this the big one? You know, I thought I was going to have a heart attack laying there, and then my dog was going to eat me, and, you know, because I wouldn't be discovered for days. See, you're going to go see freaking... Um, Can you remember the name? Uh, no, it's always birthed me. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. It's the big one. Here I come, Elizabeth. But, so, her name was Bertha. I don't care. Her, no. Bert, this is a big one, Bertha. I'm Bert, coming. Bertha was Fred Sanford's side chick. Liz, oh, yeah. Elizabeth was his wife. Bertha was his side chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he didn't like Elizabeth very much, so. That's he, why he had Bertha. He was his side Bertha. chick. I'm coming, Bertha. I mean, Elizabeth, I'm coming. Yeah, Elizabeth. You know, I'll just be in the middle. Bertha, <laughs> Bertha. <laughs> don't, you, just, you just make me a Sanford sandwich. Bertha, don't, don't tell Elizabeth about us. <laughs> So I know you have to talking about me. Anyhow, so I, you know, I kind of chalked up. I'm either having a stroke, having a heart attack, or I have low blood sugar. Is kind of what I my first three ideas. But you're okay now. I'm okay now. I'm gonna go to the doctor just just to get shit checked out. But I'm fine now. Um, but it's just in case it was low blood sugar and I got some you know some issues there. I want to catch them now. Yeah. So I have I have a family history of diabetes. So I, I'm gonna go get it checked out. So you know who else has a I'm history of diabetes? Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. Yes, he does. He will be, if, if I get it. You know he, what? What? Wilford Brimley break. Yes, Wilford Brimley break. Yes. That thing. That. We're going to have one. Right yes, here. Right now. Right now. Good morning. I'm Wilford Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. And there was your Wilford Brimley break. Diabetes. I had to say it very slowly. Um, uh, my favorite is when he was on, it was him. But he was on like American Dad or Family Guy. He was on Family Guy, and he's like, he's like, I have diabetes. It causes me to be moody. I have or it gives mood swings. I get violent. And last night I kicked the cat and I punched my wife. And then I come to find out my wife's been dead for six years. So who the hell did I punch? Who the hell did I punch? <laughs> so, anyways, I, uh, I, I decided, you know, that I might be having a stroke. I might be having a heart attack, or I might have low blood sugar, and I decided the cure for any of those three things would be to eat another bag of those <laughs> just, marshmallows. Just get your heart racing. Yeah, well, I decided, you know, it's either going to finish the job or it's going to calm me down. And it did, it, it calmed me down, it calmed down my numbness and, and my sick stomach. You know, if I have that same problem, it and just I'm having ma- anxiety, I just yeah. masturbate and pff, I'm right to sleep, dude. Calms me right down. I had shit to do, though. I had to go wrestle. Oh. Or I had to go, uh, not wrestle, I had to go uh, commentate. So I ate this whole bag of marshmallows. Um, they had, I had I had eaten one out of the bag and then left it lay open on the counter. So it got that staleness that I like with my peeps. But I just reached in and they were all stuck together. I just grabbed the whole That's just technically one peep, dude. And I just started eating because I, I took a few bites out of it and it made my stomach feel better. And then I took a few more bites, and it made kind of my head kind this of start to clear my up. Stomach hurt. Just and then it made like my numbness kind of go away, and I'm like, "This is what I need." So I ate the whole thing, and then I, I thought, "Well, I have to drive for about twenty to thirty minutes, so I better have something, just in case I start feeling this way in the car." Yeah. So I just like grabbed some gummy, you know, like gummy cherries and peachios and oh, those sour cherries. Uh, no, they're the sweet, the sweet ones. Oh. Um, 
So I, I just I grabbed a, a bunch of like gummy candies, put them in the car, and I took off. You said you're gonna bring those over my house and leave them here, dude. They're not gonna get. They're not gonna last. We're gonna have to hide those. Yeah, you know, no, I, no, I don't want them. Oh, I want to get rid of them. Um, so I. Uh, I'm gonna save them for a Christmas show. So I, uh, I, uh, I ate that whole thing. It, it helped me out. The next day, my poop was green again. So. <laughs> It's that it's that blue dye. It's or the blue dye. Yeah, it has to be because it's kind of a baby blue color. The, the and it, it's like a baby blue, a pink, and a white. So it has to be that baby blue dye. Because the same thing happens in Gatorade when you drink a bunch of Gatorade. Yes, it does. Uh, so or like purple Gatorade or Kool Aid. Yeah, the purple Gatorade and the blue Gatorade. It make it makes your shit green. So this is research I've done. Hey, we're educational. We're going we, for this grant. We okay? are educational. So. Now I've narrowed it down to that's what it is because that's the only thing that I think I ate that night. Yeah, that would have done that. You know, I didn't have like a lot of lettuce. I didn't have a lot of gr- anything green really. So it was those goddamn unicorn horns. Lettuce doesn't make your poop green. That just comes out with like it looks like lettuce but with or poop around it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so kind of like corn. There's there's the research and there's uh, the the retro renegades rewipe um, sponsored by Charmin. Remember what Mr. Whipple says? Don't squeeze the Charmin. We're going to get a cease and desist letter now. Yeah, from Charmin. <laughs> would you guys, guys, please. Either that, or what if they spot? That would be great if they That'd sponsored us. That'd be great if they sponsored us. It'd be like, we will pay you like $500 a week to mention Charmin on your podcast. Like, dude, just send us each a pallet of toilet paper. Because you oh, know fuck what? Yeah, dude. You know what just pisses me off to no end? That I have to go in, I have to go into the fucking store, and I have to get a pack, like, I never want to buy just, like, four rolls. I want to buy, like, 10, 12, you know, 26, the giant rolls, because I don't want to buy it very often. And I got to spend, like, 30 bucks on paper that I'm going to wipe shit on yeah. and throw away. You know it's fucked up? It pisses me off so fucking bad. Why is toilet paper so fucking expensive? There's a shortage. There's not a goddamn shortage of there's not a shortage of stuff to wipe your ass with. No. There never has been. It was a that was a a manufactured shortage. People freaked out. It was a ploy. It people freaked out and they they made a it was a man-made shortage because people went out and they're like, "We're going to stock up on fucking toilet paper because, because they were going to shit themselves." Well, because shitting yourself was never a fucking symptom of COVID. No. I mean, it could have been, but um, it was never a worry, and obviously, if people can't figure out how to wipe their, how to clean their ass, not necessarily wipe it, have people never fucking run out of toilet paper and hung their ass over the fucking bathtub and and fucking you've never done that? No, I have. Oh, that's what I said. Have they never? And you raised your hand. Uh, I had, which I makes had, for great, great radio, by the way. Oh. <laughs> answering, answering with a with a, a hand raise, <laughs> dude. I had. I was going to the bathroom, and for some strange reason, we keep all of our toilet paper in the pantry. Across the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to the bathroom, and I was just, like, I think there was, like, two squares left, dude. Oh, no. And so, I had to, I had to, to Winnie the Pooh it. <laughs> nobody else, nobody was home, so I had to Winnie the Pooh it to the pantry, and then turn around and go back. <laughs> because you don't want to pull your pants up, because you don't know what's happening. You, got a you don't dirty know what's butt. going on down there, dude. You got a dirty butt. 
So no, I but I've I've had it, you know like use the detachable shower head and have a a little. You See, know, I wish I had one of those homemade bidet. They're oh they're easy to install. I know, but I, I want to get one, but I keep forgetting to buy Super one. Super easy to install. Um, so yeah, that's you know that's kind of. I seen a redneck bidet the other day, online. Oh, yep. It was a it was one of them um, bug sprayers. Yep. And just psh, psh, psh. yeah, they're nice. Our OnlyFan, uh, Mike Fantastic, has a bidet at his house. Mike has a bidet? He does. He has a bidet. It, it's a little thing that attaches the back of the toilet. It's got a little remote control. I've never used it because I've never pooped at his house. I don't think I'm allowed to. I've never really asked. I've never broached a topic. But it, it's, that's something that, you know, I, I bet he would let me poop at his house. Just, I'm going to message him. Well, yeah, Mike, can we can we come over and shit at your house and use your bidet? I'm, you know, I'm going to message him right now and ask him and tell him just to respond next week. Let's call him. All right. Yeah, let's, let's just call him. Um, you better put him on speaker. Yeah, I'll put him on speaker here. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I have a phone uh, number. I love cold calls. Yeah. Um, let me Remember see. when we called my brother? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm so I, pissed. Calling your brother's fun. <laughs> yeah, let's just, uh, we'll do this. Put him on speaker. Hello? H- hello, Mike Fantastic. That's me. That's me. What's going on? This is, this is Mikey and Corey with the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. So, uh, Corey actually has a question for you. Mikey wanted to know if he could go to your house. We. we, We. You wanted to, too, you motherfucker. If we could use your bidet. You want to use my bidet? Yes. Like right now? Well, not right now, but... No, we're we're recording right now. You absolutely can use my bidet. You've never had a bidet. Mikey, haven't you used a bidet? I've not used your bidet. But you have used a bidet. I have used a bidet, and we were just talking about, like, uh, you know, the the uh, spur of the moment bidet where you just grab the uh, the detachable shower head and hang your ass over the <laughs> the bathtub. Did you know that Tushy sells a a portable bidet, which essentially is just a squirt bottle <laughs> that it's like a high power streamer that you could just spray into your ass. Dude, I'm gonna get a super soaker. <laughs> that could help. That well, would work. Corey mentioned a, uh, like a, a bug sprayer. Those little <laughs> bug sprayer jugs. <laughs> or just a power... You know what? I'll power wash your asshole, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yes. <laughs> so, um, honestly, that's all we wanted. We just... We had a question, and Corey was going to message it, and I said, fuck it, we're going to call him right right here, live on the air. All right. I'm, I'm here for it. Please feel free to call me whenever you want. All right. All thank right, you thanks, so much. Brother. Thanks, brother. Right. See you guys later. See ya. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> that was our only fan, Mike Fantastic. Oh, that's awesome! So uh, we we have full reign of uh, of the bidet of the bidet at the at the Fantastic I House. May, I may not leave the bathroom for a while. I might just keep pushing that button. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, your hot water heater's out of hot water. What are you doing in there? I'm waiting for the hot water heater to build back up. I'm glad it's hot water, not cold water. Yeah, it, well, it's a nice warm mix, you know. It's, yeah. Um. So anyhow, so yeah. Can you imagine just getting squirted right in the butthole with ice cold water? No, could you imagine getting squirted in the butthole with a power washer? I mean, it tear the hide off you. It would. Yeah. I know you can't spray the dog with power washer. No, you can't. So I, not, I don't know that by. I, I was told my dad said, "Don't spray that fucking dog with a power washer." <laughs> um, that was years ago, like like maybe six years ago. Was this was this Chico? No, oh, fuck no! It would have blown him away. <laughs> he would have been, been gone. He would have blown him into the next county. God, that was that was such a redneck thing to say. Go blow him right out of the next county. 
Oh, my God. I guess it fits. Speaking of which, I'm going to have a dip. Um, <laughs> so, contrary to, to what it may seem... We're not, this isn't our topic. Yeah, they, we're, we're, we didn't... We just wanted to get it out of the way. Well, yeah, we wanted to get it out of the way. We had a an update, and then uh, just spur of the moment, decided to call uh, our only fan. So, you know what? People listen to this show. If you would like to get surprise calls from us... Send us your, send phone, us your number. phone number. Send us your phone number. And, and, and if you don't want a surprise call from us, send us your friend's phone number. Oh, yeah. And tell us what their area of expertise would be. Yes. So um, our topic is, okay, so we already told you what the topic was last week. But, Corey, do you remember? We were on last week. Or two weeks ago. Whenever the fuck we were on. We're not that technical. No. Do <laughs> um, you remember... So say like you you stayed home sick from school, and you would watch like the, there would be morning cartoons until usually around nine. Yeah, and you know normal kids that were well, not normal kids, but the kids that were well. Well, there was two things you would watch: Price is Right, Price is Right, and then talk shows after that. Yes. So unless you're like you you your grandma was babysitting, yeah, and she had to watch her stories. Her, yeah, she had the soap operas. Yeah, and that was back in the day where. The house only had one television in it. Yep. And that son of a bitch got put on, like, Channel 6, and it stayed on Channel 6 all day because... Well, see, my grandparents, you know. they had their they had their big wooden console TV. Oh, yeah, that was, and, like, a piece of furniture. Yeah, and then we had the little tiny... This was, like, a 27-inch. Yep. And then we had the 10-inch in the, in the in the dining room. Okay. For, like, so they could watch the news. Yeah. I could sit there at the table and watch that, but I had to keep it down, so Grandma... Could listen to her show. Listen to her program. Listen to her stories. Her stories. Her stories. And that, that that's a whole different topic. The, yeah, the soap operas. And we're not... We're not going to do we're soap not operas. Do so- I don't know yeah. anything about fucking soap operas. I know very little about it, and... Uh, All I know uh, is it was usually one guy died, and his twin brother showed up. Or he came back and... and he was in a coma. Yep. And, and it, it was turned a dream. He was, yeah. And then it was the evil the evil clone. Yes. That's, that's every soap opera ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I like the ones on Telemundo. I don't know what the hell they're saying, but the women on those shows are hot. Okay, I, <laughs> I've, got a fun, I've got a funny Telemundo story about when I was, I was in jail. Yeah. Okay? And it's not just the soap operas. It's the newscast, any sports, any game show. They just have beautiful women on their shows. Oh, yeah. Okay? And... So and they always look surprised when something happens. Yeah, and I was like, "Don't." So, when when I was in jail, I was in uh, I was in the house the uh, not house arrest. I, I didn't qualify for house arrest because I lived too far away. I was in the work release. Oh yeah, center, yeah, that's right. But I couldn't go to work, so I was just there. It was I could wear my own clothes. I could you know I had a lot more freedom in there. We were still locked up. I was in for DUIs, by the way. Um, so, uh, shit, this has been like 10 years ago almost. Yeah, it has. Cause yeah, yeah. cause Charlotte was just a baby. Yeah. And you called like all the time, called my parents and asked how I yeah. was. That was awesome. Um, so, uh, what we had two TVs in there, one on each side of the room. And sometimes they would just say, guys, just use one TV. Don't, don't use them both. So we were just grateful to have TV. So we're flipping through the channels and we had to agree on what to watch, you know. Well, you get like 20 guys trying to agree on what to watch. Yeah. So we're flipping through, and all of a sudden, somebody goes, whoa, 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 stop right here. And we stopped, and we're just 
sitting there looking and we we didn't know what there was being said or most of us didn't because we did not speak spanish but you had 20 guys watching some really attractive woman in a tight dress yeah uh, bikinis yeah they, they were they, they oh, were this was a game show it was a game show they were in bikinis and uh it was like a deal or no deal type of game show it looked like um and so we just stopped we're like whoa so you've got 20 different guys all in jail all in jail, all different ages, all different races, in there for all different offenses. Everybody, for that moment, that half hour or whatever. All got along. All got along and agreed, and we're sitting there, and we're watching it. Well, there was a couple guards there that were pretty cool with us, as long as we were cool with them. And there was an older Hispanic man. Uh, his name was, uh, was uh, Officer Gonzalez. And he would come through, super nice guy, ready to retire. So he was just... Didn't really give a shit. He was getting too old for this shit. Just yeah, he was so really cool. Got he, two weeks till retirement. We're all, he, he got worried because we were all very quiet and just staring at the TV. And so he walked through, and he doesn't look up at the TV first. He looks at us and he goes, "He's watching us as he walked through." He goes, "What are you guys up to?" And we're like, "Huh? Look!" And we just point at the TV and he looks up and he goes, "What? Now you guys are gonna try to tell me that you're uh, trying to learn Spanish or something?" And everybody's just sitting there and in unison about. Ten of us go, see. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, fuck you guys. And he turned around and walked out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we tell Mundo. Tell Mundo rocks. Yes. But that's not what we're here to talk about either. No. So, when the topic of these, these uh, talk shows come up, I know there were talk shows before this gentleman. But it seems like he was kind of one of the first. He was one of the main. I think one of the. He was one of the main daytime. Yeah, daytime mainstream. You had you had your you had your late night talk shows. You mm-hmm. had your Carsons, your Letterman's, Letterman's yeah, and, um, Dick Cavett. Yeah, Dick Cavett was was a late night guy. I think before uh, Letterman. Yep. So, yeah, you had you had Ed those, Sullivan type shows. Oh yeah, yeah. Ed Sullivan was so the Beatles. Um, really, really good stuff. The the. Kind of the first daytime mainstream one, though. It was a really good show. Was Phil Donahue. Yeah. I and like Phil Donahue. Man. I love... Phil was awesome. His shows were always good. I loved watching Phil Donahue. Sometimes his shows weren't something that a kid... Should have be, been watching. Well, would have been interested in, for one thing. Or should have been watching. But he always had just kind of a no-nonsense approach, you know. And he always seemed to be in utter amazement of whatever he was talking about. Yeah. You know, he was, like, engrossed in it. Um, this is when talk shows were still... They had really good topics. Yes. Or some sort of... Ta- something was taboo, so he would bring it up. Well, and that's... This is, before, yeah. this is before trash TV and everything started kind of going downhill and became more scripted. Right, right. It was way before that... Uh, this guy was a reporter. Yeah, he was He was a journalist. Yeah. Well, let's... let's Let's talk about uh, Phil Donahue just for a bit here. So, Phil Donahue, uh, Phil Donahue, he was born in 1935, and he's still alive. He's he, he's hanging in there. Yeah, he's uh, he's 86 years old at this time. So Donahue's show, this says, had a 29 year run on national television. It began in Dayton, Ohio. It started in 1967, and then he moved it to New York City, and that's where it ended in 1996. 
Uh, this was the first show that actually was intended for audience participation. Yeah. The other ones... He the, was always in the crowd. Yeah, he's always in the crowd getting people to stand up and ask questions to his guests. And sometimes he would have a famous guest on or a, a panel of famous guests to talk on a project or a television show they were on. Yep. And sometimes it would be a topic that people didn't talk about in public. You know, it would be something that would be talked about like behind closed doors or in families or avoided completely. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? No, we're going to talk about this. Um, the dude was, I think, I think he was way ahead of his time. Oh, I, I, I know. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I mean, not, I mean, just, just on his topics, because a lot of the stuff he talked about back in the eighties and nineties yeah, is very acceptable today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of his early topics, which before we even start talking about any of these topics, we're just going to say these were topics from a time. Uh, you have to understand the time and, and, and place for it that these things were taboo. These things were not discussed. Now, like you said, they're very openly discussed. They're very accepted. Mm-hmm. If they're not very accept, you know, openly accepted, they should be. So we are discussing them from a historical standpoint. Not, not a, a personal opinion yeah. standpoint. And we are open and accepting of everybody. We love everybody. We do. We love everybody. Um, then that's what makes life interesting is to have just open arms and, and meet and befriend I mean, you would Whomever. look, if you looked at us, you would think we were the biggest fucking dicks on the planet. Yeah. But we're well, just big, giant teddy bears. And yeah, we love everybody. We're only dicks to the people that deserve it. Yeah. And it's usually the people that are dicks to everybody else. Everybody else. So, um, the things that he would, that he like early on in the 60s and 70s, that you talk about, which this blows my mind, this would even be a controversial topic. Interracial marriage. What the hell are you doing? I'm on the most uncomfortable couch. Oh, that should and be a topic. I, I got to spring up my butt. <laughs> so interracial marriage would be a topic. Uh, uh, homosexual marriage or, or even relationships were topics on, you know, just to get, you know, it was something people either did talk about or or avoided talking about. He was like, let's talk let's to bring him. This out. Let's, let's bring, bring it up bring and show you that they are. Just like you, yeah. These are normal. These people. are yeah. Th- this is this is not something that is abnormal. This is they're 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 just like you, you know. Let's show that that, that they're they're human beings, and that's what we need to yeah, focus on. Yeah, and that's on. what he did. That's exactly what he did, which was amazing, especially in the time he did it. Yeah. So I mean, and with his age, a lot of people you know born in his generation were very against, very prejudiced, very yeah. very bigoted and, and bigoted, bigoted. Um, they were they were they were bigots. They were bigots. They and they hated anything that wasn't them. Them or anything or, that was different from what they were raised with. Or they hated what was God related. Yeah, there was. If it wasn't, if it was, if it was evil in the Bible, it was evil in the twentieth century. Right, and and that's you know that it, we know we know now that that was wrong. Then it's wrong now. And in the twenty first century. You know, it, it was cool then for us, and it's cool now. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I think a big part of the reason that, like, like we are so accepting is because we were exposed to it by yeah. people like Donahue. Yeah, and, we were, and, and, we, I, and I've talked to people, and I know I've known people who 
are very against, you know, a lot of the changes in the world. Yeah. And they say that our generation and the next generation is going to be corrupted because of everything that's acceptable today. Well, you know, I have eliminated those people from my life. Yes. Yeah. And, and I don't need that bullshit. Yeah. It, it, I have no problem if somebody starts, you know, spouting some kind of hatred, mm-hmm. whether it pertains to me or not. And I think that's a, that's a big thing is it may not pertain to me at all, but they may just be spewing hatred about something. Yeah. I'll tell them go fuck themselves. Pretty much. You know? And I, I don't want to listen to their bullshit. And, you know, you can try to have a discussion with them. It's usually not going to help. So I just tell them, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, I don't want to hear this can't, shit. You can't argue with those people because they, yeah. they're stuck in their fucking ways. And, and not willing to change. No, and, they don't want to accept anything but what their closed-minded fucking asses know. Right. Now, Donahue didn't always do these super controversial things. He did some fun things. Um, he, and I can always remember... Whenever he was going to talk about something that was sexual in nature, mm-hmm. like uh, he'd always uh, tell the kids to leave the room. Yeah, he it would be like a fetish thing, or he would talk about like a, a, a sex club, or this explains a lot about or, me, or um, or like BDSM because he would do that kind of stuff as well to shed a spotlight on that lifestyle. He would always say, "Well, you better send the kids out of the room for this one." Throw a horse blanket over the TV. I remember him always <laughs> yeah. saying that. Throw a horse blanket over the TV. And then he would like hold up the most generic looking back massager. Oh, yeah. You know, vibrator. And he'd be like, because we're going to talk about this. And it's like, you're going to talk about the thing that Grandpa uses on his shoulder blades? You know, because it, <laughs> it's not what Grandpa uses. Yeah, well, it's when Grandma gets hold what, of it. That's what the intended purpose was. But he'd hold it. He'd hold it up with the long plug hanging off of it. Dude, I've got a friend that collects um, vibrators. Yes, antique. Oh, he would have had a heyday when that truck full of vibrators fell over. She, 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 she whatever. She, she collects. Hey, either, either or, man. She collects vintage um, sex toys. You know, she that's has actually, one. That's, you know what? I'm, that's actually kind of cool. Well, listen to this. She has one. You know, we're used to seeing. So we're, now they're all cordless and battery powered. They all whatever. take C batteries or double yeah. A's. Um, this in the day they would plug into an outlet. It was one of the metal ones for medical use. No, this one. She has one. It has a screw in like you put into a light bulb socket. Oh, fuck. Because that's what electrical sockets were like way back when. Yeah. See, she has one with that. That's a, the screw. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking wild. Those, those things, they came out, when they originally came out, they were for medical purposes. Yep. To get, like, women or whatever to, uh, it was like a stress reliever. Yes, it was It was a, a quack medical device. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, there's a little sidebar there. But hey, again, we ed- are... Educational. Educational. Yeah. Throw a horse blanket over your kid's ears. They shouldn't be listening to this. Here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here but, comes the back massager. But uh, Donahue would do things also like, uh, like I said, he would have like the cast of ER or the cast of St. Elsewhere, probably yeah. back in his day. St. Elsewhere would be on there and audience members had a chance to do like a Q&A panel with them in a day and time that the Comic-Cons weren't doing Q&A panels. Yeah. So this he, is, and this is before Comic-Con. Yeah, this is before Comic-Con. So he, he was doing... Things that the Comic-Cons almost adopted as 
the norm. Yeah. Or he would have... Uh, I, I like going on panels, man. Some yeah. of the panels are really cool. Oh, yeah. They're very, very educational. You hear stories that, that you wouldn't normally hear. Like the one we're watching right now on the TV. This is what we're watching is Donahue. Uh, New York Club Kids. And it's about these kids. I, I saw that some of them, some of the things that they were pointing out, uh, some of these individuals are in like heavy drag makeup or latex suits or things like that. But the one girl, did you see they had her standing up there a minute ago? And what he pointed out was she had a lip piercing. Yeah. So body piercing was not the norm in the 80s like this. And he was pointing out, he's like, I just want to get a little close-up of this. And she had just a, a piercing in her lip. Yep. And he was like, look at this. She has blue hair. You know, shit that's normal now. Yeah, that's completely normal. But he would just take a segment, a slice of society, and say, let's put a spotlight on them. They don't get attention. No. They get shunned because people don't understand them. Let's try to understand, you know, what their life is like. And maybe you won't treat them like they're fucking weird. Yeah. You know? So, Donahue was, I think, a trendsetter. I think so. I mean, that's why I like his shows, because, I mean, he was, I would say he would be the Jerry Springer before... Oh, definitely. Before Jerry Springer. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely blazed a trail for a lot of the other folks we're going to talk about today. Um, real quick, uh, uh, Donahue was born into a, a middle-class, church-going Irish Catholic family in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, his father, Philip Donahue, was a furniture sales clerk. And his mother, Catherine, was a department store shoe clerk. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Probably worked at Yonkers. He graduated from St. Edward's High School. It was an all-boys preparatory Catholic private high school. And uh, that was in Lakewood, Ohio. And he graduated from Notre Dame. He did. He did graduate yes. from Notre Dame. He had a Bachelor of Business Administration degree. Uh, he went on to be a, a journalist. He was uh, a radio and television Journalist, and this and this is announcer, the, and this is when he was a journalist. These guys actually did journalism. Well, and he he started out as an announcer though. The announcer didn't show up, and so they just said, "Here, you're a production assistant. You're you're the announcer now." So he had that voice. Yeah, and he, you know, he, he nailed that job. He tried to be a, a check sorter at a bank in Albuquerque. Didn't work out for him, so he went back to be program director at a radio station in Michigan. And then he uh, went to work for the CBS Evening News. It started being a, what they call it, a stringer, which a stringer uh, is a freelance journalist, a photographer, or a videographer. He was a Peter Parker. He basically, yeah, he, he would report. Phil Donahue was Spider-Man. Yes, he was. But he, he, would, he would be like the, you know... Hey, uh, down at the boat show, uh, Twiggy the Water Skiing Squirrel is here, and Phil Donahue's on site to interview Twiggy. I did like Twiggy the Water Skiing Squirrel. Man, that was awesome. I think it was cool. That's, the, the boat show is where I got my irrational fear of kangaroos, because I saw that kangaroo beat the shit out of that man in that Oh, yeah, match. that's right. Also, they would have like the lumberjack games, which I cool. love watching those. The kangaroos are jacked, too. Oh, fucking kangaroos are buff. Uh, that fucking zoo. That, no, it's not a zoo. It's an animal refuge. Yeah. They moved from Omaha out by my house. Dude, do you see they're putting a fucking dinosaur thing out there? Yes. That's that's at the zoo by my house. Yeah. The, the wildlife I've zoo. I've never been to the wildlife refuge. Oh, it's fun. This is this is a, a wildlife refuge where they, you know, yeah, they have 
dogs and, and whatever, but they have also some more exotic animals. Cocaine bears. Uh, uh, dude, I want to see that so I bad. I can't wait for that movie. Well, right. I was, remember, I was telling you, I said, when I first seen that fucking trailer, yeah. I was waiting for Johnny Knoxville to show up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is Cocaine Bear. Oh, fuck. So, <laughs> they, but they move, they but move that. It'd be Bam doing it or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Pre- the, uh, Preston. <laughs> Wee Man versus the Cocaine Bear. <laughs> oh, God. So, um. Jackass no more. They, uh, <laughs> they move that animal refuge out just about 10 miles from my house. And this is the refuge that. I always see pictures of my friends. They go visit and they can pet llamas and donkeys and and they might get to meet a porcupine they get or something. To pet an ass? Yes, I'd love to pet an ass. Um, well, they I, I see all these pictures of my friends with this fucking baby kangaroo that they have out there, and they'll bring it out in like a little pouch sack and they let it crawl out and these people are petting it and taking pictures with it. And so I would message them and say, "Do I have to make an appointment to visit that kangaroo?" And they're like, "We don't have a kangaroo here." And I'm like. My friends posted a picture when they visited your place with a kangaroo that they would answer back, again, we do not have a kangaroo here. And I'm like, well, goddamn. And then... They're more, not going to say that online because that shit's recorded. And then more of my friends would post pictures with this kangaroo. And so, like, they must have another one. Do you guys have that kangaroo? They're like, we don't have a kangaroo. I'm like, goddamn it. So when they said they were moving, I said, great. Welcome to Cass County, which is the county that I live in. Will you be bringing the kangaroo with you? And the response was... All the animals currently at our facility will be making the move. And I'm like, you assholes, just tell me. Send me a private message saying, we're going to keep this on the down low, but yeah, we have a kangaroo. Yeah. Again, asshole, we don't have a kangaroo. Yeah, they're like, dickhead, we do not have a kangaroo. Listen, dick. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to stop out there since it's like right by my house. It's literally, yeah. I'm just going to pop in and be like, hey, how you doing? Let me see a fucking kangaroo. I'll probably get thrown out. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a kangaroo, but we do have a T-Rex. Oh yeah, no. The t- that's a different. That's a different place. That's the the wildlife safari park where you can drive through. Oh wait, that's not, we're not talking about the same thing. No, 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 no. This is different. What the fuck are you talking about? It's that. It, it's a. It, it, I guess exotic animal refuge. So it's going to be like. I don't think they have tigers, but like the Tiger King just moved. You know, basically the Nebraska version of the Tiger King moved. Yeah. So it's like the Llama King. The Llama King. Yeah, that moved like ten miles from my house. The other one is. A drive-through safari. That's what park. I was thinking you were talking no, about. No, no, this is different. You don't, you can't get out and pet most of the shit there. I would. Um, like you drive through and there's like a herd of elk. It's all shit that's native yeah. or was native to Nebraska. So they have like a herd of deer, a herd of elk, a they herd of buffalo. buffalo. Oh yeah, they got all these buffalo and and See, antelope. Ne- that's the one I've never been to. I've never actually. They got two bears one. out there. They got two. Like, they? Yeah, because bears used to live in Nebraska. We gave them some cocaine. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Fuck not, yeah. not a brick like the one Swalls in the preview. No, just a little. We're just gonna give him a little fucking a pinch. Yeah, just a a, a little a little <laughs> a little tutor. Like here, we get a fucking key out. <laughs> like here you go, buddy. I mean, I hear I hear that's how you do it. I don't know for sure. <laughs> I hear I, I've heard I've heard people talk. I saw it on Donahue once. Yeah, <laughs> they were talking about a key something. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, but so so Donahue's show, uh. Started out in, like I said, in in '67, and it was just local to like the Dayton, Ohio, Chicago area, and then he moved to New York City. And the reason he moved to New York City is he got married to his to uh, his wife Marlo Thomas, who was a very famous uh, actress at the time. And uh, well, when I first read her name, I thought it was Mario. 
<laughs> he was married to Mario. He was married to a plumber who eats, eats mushrooms and smashes turtles. And I'm sure he did a show on it. Oh, guarantee it. Plumbers who eat mushrooms and smash turtles <laughs> on the next Donna year. <laughs> it's Captain Lou and Luigi. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember the guys. The guys played who played Luigi. But he was on the Ernest shows. Yes, he was always the the weird creepy guy. Uh huh. Yeah. The, the the creepy neighbor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one kind of cool thing that uh, the Donahue did. Well, he he hosted his own program, but he was also a contributor on a regular basis to the Today Show. Yeah. He would do special stories on the Today Show. But what, the one really cool thing he did, during the 80s, uh, for those of you that weren't around for it, there was something called the Cold War. And that was an extreme, it, almost like it is now with Russia. Yeah. How it's a lot of tension. But it was, I think, way it worse. It was way worse because... We were, like... They were going to, They everybody was talking about they were going to have, because Cuba was in cahoots with Russia. Yes. And they thought Cuba was going to bomb Florida and... And it was like the advent of nuclear weapons, and we didn't really know what was going to go on. And it was you were constantly in fear. It was it was the it was almost like the paranoia war. and fear that people had then that people had now with COVID. Yes, yes, and so what he but these did. People, these people were building fucking bunkers and shit like. That. Oh yeah, it was crazy. And supplying up on food. Uh huh. It, it was it was like the beginning of the doomsday prepper type thing. Yeah. And, I mean, that had been going on for years, but it was really, really bad in the 80s. And what he did is he went and called what was called the U.S.-Soviet Space Bridge. And it was a series of televised discussions between everyday citizens of the Soviet Union and the United States where they could ask each other questions about... What's it like to live in Russia? I remember this. What's it like to live in the United States? So he, this is this is before the, the before the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The fall of communism. That was the first event like this in broadcasting history. Donahue hosted the audience on the American side, and a guy named Vladimir Poser Posner. Posner. Hey, Posner. Posner. Yes. Posner. Hey, Posner. He was not Canadian. He was he was Russian. Hey. Um. He uh, he hosted the other side, and members of both audiences were able to ask questions about the other country. And so it was like, you know, the, the governments were preparing for war. Donahue reached out and basically extended a handshake to bring people together and bring more understanding. You know who else did that? Rocky. Rocky did. Yeah. He's like... In in much fewer, it was a, it was a grander scale. Yes, but in much fewer words, it was just like, I know, we're supposed to hate each other. You do it better. Do do this alone. What's he say? Um, when I got here, you guys hated me. I didn't much like you. But as I was going on, you guys started cheering me on, and I was liking you even more. Yeah. And if I could change, and you could change, everybody could change. I just a disclaimer: celebrity impersonation. We do not really have Stallone. Yes, we do. Here, he's sitting here next to us on the couch. That is very uncomfortable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he he like extended a hand, and I like his new Tulsa King show. I've not seen it yet, but I've, I've been told to watch it. Um, so yeah, I mean. I, I think that uh, 
that Donahue really was groundbreaking in you know, just making people accept each other. And so, you know, after he, his talk show was over, he hosted a game show called Greed. Um, or he was supposed to host a game show called Greed, but then he turned it down because he didn't want to be a game show host. And he didn't want to use the network's money for a paycheck. So they gave it to Chuck Woolery. I remember that show. Then he was, he was on, also really good at the dating game, too. Chuck Woolery? Yeah. Yes, he was. Uh, also, uh, Donahue was on uh, MSNBC. First off, I can never love you. <laughs> <laughs> that is the insane clown posse. I fucking love that song. You sound like a Richie bitch. Yo, fuck you. <laughs> um, which I actually mentioned someone we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. That song does. So, like we said, Donahue kind of paved the way for these other folks. Uh, one of them being Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo. No, not. That's Rico Suave. Oh. Rico. Suave. Suave. Aye, 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 aye. Uh, no, uh, Geraldo, he started out, and I have, I've, actually, uh, I've actually seen this documentary. He started out in 1970. He was a reporter for Eyewitness, Eyewitness News. That's when he had the long hair. Yes. And in 72, he got national attention and won a Peabody Award for his report on the neglect and abuse of patients with intellectual uh, disabilities at Staten Island's Woodboro, Willowboro State School and Rockland County's Leechworth Village. This thing was horrible. It was basically when they would put uh, children with uh, with mental disabilities. Yeah, they would put them in basically an asylum. Oh, and, yeah, and that's they started that shit long for like years. Yeah, but this one they just basically put them in there, and then left them alone. They just didn't do shit to them. They just left them be, and it was horrible. This it's a horrifying documentary. And he actually went in and was I'm like... I'm about to watch this, because he did a lot of inside deep shit. Yes, he would He would just like walk into places with a camera and be like, hey, we're doing a story on this. And like, we didn't invite you. He's like, don't need to be invited. And they'd be like filming. And like, you can't film here. And he's like, public place, we can film wherever we want. Freedom of press. And he would just go for it. He got a lot of great awards and accolades for doing that sort of basically ambush-style journalism. Journalism. Which I think is fucking cool. Yeah. Especially when things like that need to be brought to light. So then he would appear on 2020 and Nightline on a regular basis. Um, and actually John Lennon saw that report on those children. Yeah. And he did a benefit concert in 1972 at Madison Square Garden. Oh shit. Yes. And all the money went to them? Yes. It, it, went, it went to at least the, uh, the, the cause. Yeah. Um, well then... Uh, Geraldo started uh, doing things for Good Night America, which was a late night version of Good what Morning would, America. Yeah, well, yeah, that would later become like these type of shows that were on in, during the day in the afternoon. Um, Good Night America had controversial topics like marijuana usage. Uh, they would talk about the Vietnam War. They would talk about uh, uh, different celebrities that. Might have done something controversial. They'd bring him on there. But in 83, Geraldo did something groundbreaking. He was the very first 
network television figure to mention AIDS by its name. Oh, no shit. And he really, you know, kind of brought... Donahue did as well, but he really brought the AIDS crisis to the forefront. Um, And this is at the very beginning of it, too. Yes, yes. So, he... I mean, he would do all kinds of these reports about, like, the uh, relationship between Marilyn Monroe and Robert Kennedy. Uh, He would bring people that had inside information that... John and Robert Kennedy. Yes, yes, both of them. He he would bring these things to, to the forefront. Um, and then, he, I remember watching I this. I do, do. I remember watching Okay. This. In 86, he hosted the Mystery of Al Capone's vaults. So they, they had found um, the vaults belonging to Al Capone under the Lexington Hotel in Chicago. Millions of people tuned in. This for, was a big, big thing. Oh, they built it up for like a month. Millions of people tuned in and watched for two hours as they tore down walls, blasted doors, uh, did all this to get through this vault, and they found absolutely nothing. nothing. They found like bottles and trash, and it basically made him Her- look like an idiot. Geraldo looked like a major idiot. They said it was and. Uh, Geraldo even said it was the highest profile program he had ever done. And it turned out to be nothing. I mean, what did they expect? They were thinking they were going to find, like... Money. Money or some kind of treasure or maybe some artifacts from Al Capone. And they found trash. Yeah. They found nothing. Um, So then he started up his, uh, his daytime talk show, which... Ran for 11 years. He would have controversial guests. And basically, he started what became known as Trash TV. Yeah. It was it was Geraldo. Um, He's the culprit. So, just, you know, yeah, he had a lot of notable things on there. He would, you know, much like Donahue, he would talk about controversial things or have controversial guests. But the most controversy that he ever had, he had put together a panel that included white supremacists, skinheads against uh, racial prejudice, black activists, and Jewish activists. Militant and, Jewish activists. Well, every person on this thing were were, were very militant. And there were some... Uh, some things that were said, some names that were called that... We're not going to repeat. We're not going to repeat at all uh, by the uh, the white supremacists to some of the other members. And I mean, my personal and, opinion, I think white supremacists are a bunch of fucking shitheads. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. And they started a riot on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, they had it coming, but they started a riot on the stage. Uh, and all of a sudden, audience members, stagehands, and Geraldo himself got involved in this, trying to break it up. Uh, a chair was thrown, and it broke Geraldo's nose, fractured, uh, gave him a nasal fracture. Uh, he did not press charges, however. He said he didn't want to be tied up with these roaches, and said if there was ever a case that deserved violence, this was it. Mm-hmm. 
The ratings for this show increased because it got national news attention before the show even aired. And I can remember the visual of Geraldo signing off with the, his nose completely sideways, blood all over his yeah. face. Uh, I remember, I can re- just visually, I can, I can see that in my mind. Um, that was in 88. Well, in 92, he got in another little scuffle, you could call it. With uh, he went he went to report on a KKK rally. Oh yeah, and this was in J- uh, Janesville, Wisconsin, and he got into a fight there, and he ended up in a getting, bathroom. Uh, was it? Yeah, that's what Gore said. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because they they graffitied his face. Yeah, they they drew on his face. Um, but he suffered uh, cuts. And a bite to his left thumb. Somebody bit him on his thumb. So, Geraldo basically was, uh, you know, kind of that controversial uh, figure. And like I said, he was the, kind of the, uh, the start of what became known as Trash TV. So, now, uh, you know, after his show went off the air... Uh, Geraldo joined Fox News. He joined, uh, was, he was a big uh, reporter on the war in Afghanistan. He was there. And he went over there. Um, he just, he kind of jumped in and did the, you know. Like, the dirty stuff that nobody else wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, that nobody wanted to do. He would get right in there and do it. So, I guess he was a... Uh, like I said, kind of an ambush, you know, he would, he really wanted to be right in the middle of everything. Yeah. And sometimes that would get his ass kicked, get his ass kicked for him. But he brought to light a lot of controversial things that you would have never heard of because nobody would ever put those groups together. And and like I I said before, dude, journalism back then was so much better than it is now because they don't do shit now. They get told what to say. Yep. And if they have their opinion, you never see them again. Right. Uh, Geraldo was on Dancing with the Stars, season uh, he, 22. He's probably got some good moves. Well, he was uh, the first one eliminated. Oh, he doesn't have very good moves. Yeah, apparently he does not. I mean, his mustache could have thrown him off. Yeah. <laughs> he did have a pretty nice mustache. He did have a good mustache. He had a great he mustache. A... So, yeah, he uh, he never really shied away from uh, from controversy. But, like, like we said, it kind of got him in trouble sometimes. So, let's move along to kind of a, a little more lighthearted show. Um, and this would be uh, Ricky Lake. So, Ricky Lake, she was an actress. Um, I loved Ricky Lake. Yeah, she, she, she was an actress. Uh, she was the lead character in, in uh, Hairspray, John yeah. Waters' cult classic movie. And she also worked with John Waters on uh, Crybaby, Cecil B. Demented, and Serial Mom. So you would, you know, think that she had a lot of other, uh, you know, little bit parts and stuff like that. So you would think acting would be her thing. But she decided to jump in and be a daytime talk show host. At age 24, she was the youngest to ever host a talk show. 
So she would have various special topics and would, like these others, incorporate the audience into asking questions and things. Uh, her show, though, it seemed to be not necessarily more fun. So a lot, a lot of them were more fun, but it seemed to be that she was more targeted at teenagers, young adults, and college students. Yeah, she was the more the new that our generations fill. Yeah, basically, yeah. She, they, they, the shows were targeted more at like the Generation X. Yeah. Type people. That's what she was. Yeah, because that's the the demographic she was in. Um, but she would bring up like single mothers. Uh, she brought up a lot of, uh, at the time it was LGBT issues. Mm -hmm. Um, she would bring up, you know, the prejudice and racism and different family discord things. But she also went into something else that kind of pioneered what, uh, some of the, the later people we're going to talk about kind of picked up on would be revealing secrets. So, you know, they would bring people on. It's like, so-and-so has something I want to tell you. And it would, it could be anything, yeah. you know, it could be anything, you know, they, they might come on and say, I mean, you know, Oh, it's like, she would do the, 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 like, I have a secret crush on you. I have a secret crush on you type things. Or, you know, you're, you're, you know, your mom has something she wants to tell you, and she would say, uh, "Yeah, I don't work at a convenience store, and I, I'm an exotic dancer, or I'm a call girl." Yeah, or, you know, and just like really shock the shit out of people. So she did tiptoe into that trash TV. She was more, yeah, she was, she but, was, she was a lighter, lighter version of the shock. Yes, genre. very much shock so. shows. Or she would bring people on, and she would do reunions of like. These two people worked together 20 years ago on a movie. They haven't seen each other since, and they don't know the other one's here. Yeah. So she might bring one on and say, what was it like working with so-and-so? And then all of a sudden, they like, would walk on stage. Like, that guy was a dick. Yeah, and all of a sudden, they'd walk on stage. And a lot of times, it was a little happier than that. Or she would get a viewer to tell them, tell her what their personal wish was. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like a doorbell would ring, bing bong, and here they would come strolling in. You know that they wanted to meet so and so or whatever. But other times she would do very serious topics: domestic violence, homelessness, yep, teens on death row. Uh, she did the um, the marijuana use seemed to be a big one back then. Oh, they because they were pushing everybody be. Marijuana was bad. It was the war on drugs. Yeah, this is your this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And then Freddy Krueger would walk out. Says, "Looks like an egg in a frying pan to me." And then hit you in the head. Well, that happened once. Oh, yeah. Um, so there was, oh, there was a controversial at the time controversial uh, moment that happened during one of these shows about marijuana, where three of the guests that were on the panel admitted that just moments before they walked onto set. They smoked a joint. Yeah. And she's like, so you're under the influence of marijuana right now? I, and I remember that. I, so, yeah, and she, because she had, she was always super happy, and then she like, be shocked. Yes. Um, and then... How does it make you feel? Hungry. Very hungry, and I think everything's funny. Um, 
Very hungry. One of the most controversial things that happened during her first season, she had invited the Westboro Baptist Church on. I remember this. And Holy shit. Those guys are fuckheads. Uh, they tried to take over the show, um, and she got pissed, and she told him to leave, and she made the leader and his uh, son-in-law leave. They were escorted out by security, and that was like one of the first times that anybody had ever been thrown out like that yeah. on, on TV. So... You know, good for her. <laughs> yeah. But that, those Westboro people are fucking just odd. Yeah. Assholes. They fucking they hate they hate everybody. They just want the, the notoriety. Yeah. Um But I th- I think the, the leader finally ended up passing away. He and, did. And they're not as loud as they used to be. No. But they were thrown off the Ricky Lake show, so that's great. I think uh, they were thrown off a couple shows. Yeah. So they would try to figure out what the way that they that they would run their shows. They would figure out what the the theme would be, and then they would recruit people that might fit into that topic. And then they would go in and brief them on here's what we're going to talk about. You know, they they would fly them in. Yeah, they would take them to the like the green room. They would brief them on what was going to be done, and then they would sit down and do an interview with them. And then they would extract pieces of that interview to show, you know, like what, kind of an overview of what this person's life was. And then they would be on set to answer questions. Uh, Sometimes the people would feel that they wanted to be on the show. They would lie to the people. You know, they would lie to the producers. Yeah. And they would be forced off the set and they would... uh, Canceled their travel arrangements, so they had to get home on their own. Oh, no shit. So that was like the consequence of trying to... Manipulate. Manipulate the the show. Manipulate Hollywood. Uh, Ricky Lake was nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award. She lost to Oprah Winfrey. Well, it's because it was Oprah. She did win several awards. Oprah's got a nice trainer named Stedman. I, 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 and we're not going to talk about Oprah because that wasn't really in our wheelhouse. That was not geared towards us. That was more geared towards the, the housewives. Yeah. Um, Oprah told them what books to read. Yeah. So, Ricky Lake decided to leave the talk show arena because she was going to be cast in a starring role on a 30-minute sitcom for CBS. However, that sitcom never came to be, so they just canceled her show because she didn't renew her contract. And that's just what happened. She's still around. Yeah, she, you know? she was just on The Masked Singer. Or, yeah, she was on The Masked Singer, like, season one. I think she's done more acting and yeah. things, so she's still around. She was on King of Queens for a while. Oh, yeah, she, she was. was. She was, uh, um, what's his name, sister. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, she did. She definitely made her mark as the youngest talk show host. I think she's adorable. I've always liked Ricky. Lake yeah, she she was fun. She was. It was a more lighthearted. While she did tackle serious subjects, it was a more lighthearted approach. That's because we'd watch Ricky Lake, and then right after, I think it was Jerry Springer. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're gonna talk about Jerry Springer in our second half because we yeah we want to save a couple really good 
heavy hitters. Yeah, he had some good stuff. So let's talk about this one, and then we'll take a break. Um, Sally Jesse Raphael. I seen Sally Jesse when I was, and when I was a little kid. Yeah, she was at Universal, and I was like, "Oh, it's a Sally Jesse Raphael show," and we were at Universal, and we started watching it, and we had to leave real quick. Something. They had Chippendales dancers. Oh, <laughs> you had to go. Yeah, my mom's like, nope, we got to go. <laughs> and then like a week later, it was on TV. I'm like, I'm watching this shit. I was here. <laughs> so you got thrown out of Sally Jesse Raphael by your mom. Yeah, yeah. That's Because well, they wouldn't let anybody in under 18. Oh, okay, okay. And so we were watching just from the outside. Okay. And my mom's like, nope, we got to go right now. So Sally Jesse started out, you know, like, like many of the others that we talked about as a journalist. Uh, and... She she was in Puerto Rico. She was a journalist in Puerto Rico. And she worked both on radio and television. And she hosted a cooking show while she was there. Oh, sweet. And then... She's Puerto Rican? Um, I... Well, let me... No, she says she... No, she was born in Pennsylvania. But she spent a lot of time in Puerto Rico where her father was in the rum exporting business. He was a bootlegger. Well, yeah, I guess. Um, she bounced around to you know New York. She was on radio in New York. Uh, she went to Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. And then she went to the University of Puerto Rico in San Juan. And she studied acting in New York. So while she was uh, a disc jockey, a news reporter, and the host of talk show or a show where she just interviewed celebrities um she was on 24 radio stations oh, in shit. her career she was fired from 18 of them so then she was asked to do a call and advice show ask at, sally yes and then that just kind of uh rolled into the talk show because she had married a man named uh carl stodderland he became her manager, and he was involved in TV. So he got her a talk show. He got her, <laughs> into her and the the her show was actually described as tabloid talk show. Yes, she was a tabloid. Uh, she was well known for her oversized red frame glasses that and her hair and then, and then her yeah her her short blonde hair. Or no, her hair was red. Was it red? It was red. I'm damned. I thought it was. Oh, it was red. That's right. Her oversized red hair too. Yes, she had oversized red hair and glasses. Um. So, her her stuff would be, I guess. Well, let me, let me bring it up here. But her her topics and things, they were, like you said, controversial in the tabloid. So it was like National Enquirer brought to life. Yeah. Basically. And, and you see where we're going with this. Everything's going towards... It's getting more sleaze. Yes. More controversial. Anything for ratings. Yes. Less... Less broadcast. Less, less bro journalism. Less journal, actual journalism. And more bullshit. A lot of them got away from the actual... Facts. Topics. You know, of... Kind of like us. Yeah. I mean, we get off topic all the time. We're not journalists anyway. You know, we're... Well, we could be. I mean, what would you call us? Um, educational entertainment. Yes. Uh, kind of like wrestling entertainment, but... Yeah, sort of. With, without the... 
Well, it depends on the day, I guess. We <laughs> yeah, it, it really does depend on the day, and and how many uh, energy drinks we've had. Yeah. Um, which we're drinking Ghost Energy drinks today, which are pretty good. Um, yeah, they're actually not bad. We have the the Red Berry Sour Patch Kids flavor today, and this is my first time having this flavor, and I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, Sally, she had the kind of the lightheartedness of Ricky Lake with that controversial tabloid style of both Donahue and uh, Geraldo. Yeah, yes, Geraldo. Geraldo. No, Geraldo. Huh, Raldo. But it started with a G. I, yes, I know. It was not Gerardo. Different person. Oh, that was, Ger, it was Geraldo. Yes. Um, Geraldo, Geraldo Rivera. Good. Yes, very good. Um, very good. Very good. Very, very, very good. <laughs> I just, that's, just, that's, that's Mikey's version of going, shut the fuck up, Corey. Yeah, at, at some point you just go, fuck it. That's what he's going to say. Just fuck it. <laughs> um, uh, energy drinks. Yeah, energy drinks. But, so, so, you know, like I said, she was a little more lighthearted. She had that tabloid style, kind of a mixture of everything that had come before her. So, like you said, we can see this natural progression that's going on. Yep. It's starting to get a little sleazier. It's starting to get to where everything needs to be controversial. There needs to be some kind of conflict. And we're going to talk about that more. Yeah. The when we second come, half. When we come back from this break. So we're going to take a break. You're probably going to get more pizza. I am going to get more pizza because I'm hungry. I'm going to go pee. All right. So. Um, you sure? I mean, you got, you're going to go to Mike's house? Use his bidet real quick? Well, not while I pee. Okay. That would, that would yeah, I'm not going to. Just shoot water up your yeah. throat. Wait, what, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Cleanse my prostate. <laughs> <laughs> your prostate's in the back, dude. Um, I, I don't, I, no. We're not doing, <laughs> we're not doing this. I don't want you to show me where my prostate is. Again. It's the size of a melon. We'll be back right after this. Can't pee for shit. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> and now, these messages. The clock is our tyrant. This is it. You're on, ready or not. And we're energized by this. I think the fact that we never know when a trapdoor is going to release on our program, what someone may say, what a caller may say, or how a guest may respond, is one of the things that's kept us alive for 20 years. This is a very, very rare opportunity. The Phil Donahue Show, weekday afternoons at 4, only on 7. There's only one show on television where you'll always find the incredible variety of today's relationships. What do you think is going on here? What kind of best friend are you stabbing on the back like that? Where do we stand here? It's what's happening between real people that makes us laugh. Margie, you know you look hot. Makes us care. Welcome to the family, young lady. It makes Ricky the talk for today's generation. I want to know if you really like me, James, or if you just want me for one thing. Good question. Ricky Lake. I'm Jerry Springer, and I want to be your governor. Now, after sharing some specific solutions for our unemployment and education problems in this state, it looks like the nomination is finally within grasp, which makes what I'm about to tell you even more difficult. Some nine years ago, I spent time with a woman I shouldn't have, and I paid her with a check. I wish I hadn't done that, and the truth is, I wish no one would ever know. 
But in the rough world of politics, opponents are not about to let personal embarrassments lay to rest. Perhaps like you, I'm not sure what any of this has to do with being governor, but maybe my talking to you about this makes a point. Ohio is in a world of hurt. The next governor is going to have to take some heavy risks and face some hard truths. I'm prepared to do that. This commercial should be proof. I'm not afraid, even of the truth, and even if it hurts. Come on, join me on June 8th. We're going to turn the state around. Jerry Springer, Democrat for Governor. Ooh. Mr. Whipple, why are you peeking in Mr. Hoffmeyer's store? Hoffmeyer's letting him squeeze the Charmin. I can't believe it. Look! Mr. Hoffmeyer, how come you let us squeeze the Charmin? I give my customers what they want, and Charmin's so big and fluffy they want to squeeze it. <laughs> Measure it yourself. Gee, Charmin's big and fluffy, all right. It's so squeezably soft, it's irresistible. <laughs> oh, look, Whipple's peeking at us. Oh, peeky poo, Whipple. Don't be shy, come in. Oh, Charmin's so big and fluffy, I'm letting the lady squeeze it. Hoffmeyer, I can't believe you're letting him squeeze the Charmin. In my store, Whipple, anybody can squeeze the Charmin. <gasps> anybody but you. Charmin. So big and fluffy, so squeezably soft, it's irresistible. Scarface Al Capone may have built it, and nobody knows what's in it. Some say money. Some say body. Some say it's booby trap, and we're going to open it. What secret lies inside? It may be Scarface Al Capone's biggest secret, and we'll open it on live television. Step inside the vault with me on April 21st. Discover the mystery, only on Channel 11, Monday, April 21st at 8 p.m. From feuding families to forbidden fantasies, you may think Jerry's wild. You may think Jerry's outrageous. But you ain't seen nothing yet. Jerry Springer, Too Hot for TV. It's the explosive video with the most shocking footage the censors won't let you see. And you can't find it in any store. It's racy. It's rough. It's remarkable. It's way too hot to show you here. But further now, and you'll see it all. Warning, this video contains nudity and adult language. You must be 18 years or older to buy. To order, call 1-800-560-4321. That's 1-800-560-4321. Or send $19.95 plus $4.95 shipping and handling to Too Hot Video, 10110 Sereno Valley Road, San Diego, California, 92121. Do you have a crush on someone who is about to get married? If you want to say, before you walk down the aisle, you should know I want you, you could be a guest. Call 1-800-GO-RICKY. You must be 18 or older to call. While I'm at the beach, don't let anyone squeeze the Charmin. Oh, right, Mr. Ripple. Got my new beach towel. Oh, please don't squeeze the Charmin. Squeeze me instead. <laughs> Get your Mr. Ripple beach towel by mail for $4.75 plus two Charmin proofs of purchase. Can I share your beach towel, Mr. Ripple? Certainly. George. Not. For your Mr. Ripple beach towels, see details in any participating store or write for a required certificate. We're back. Did you have a good pee? I, you know, I did. Everything was great. 
and didn't have any issues. No issues. Nothing was discolored. And no, 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 no. He yes. wasn't green or nothing like that. No, not okay, that I just noticed. Checking. No. How's your pizza there? It's good. I'm on my. I got three slices here, and I'm gonna smash them as we're talking. Okay. Um, so you noticed a gradual decline in, you know, a little controversy, a little awareness, a little less awareness, a little, you know, I guess Geraldo was still giving awareness, but he would go about it in a more uh, in-your-face way. Mm -hmm. Ricky Lake, a little more tabloidy, a little lighthearted, and then Sally, tabloid. Tabloid. Controversy creates cash. It does. Well... This guy knows all about that. He's been doing it for 31 years. He has. It's uh, Maurice Richard Povich, or as we know him, Maury Povich. Maury. Maury. And the longest reigning talk show. Is it? Ever. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, much like most of the rest of these uh, folks... Started out? Oh, I guess the longest reigning daytime talk show. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. With a single host in American history. Okay. Um, he started as a journalist. He was on radio, TV. Uh, he was a co-anchor on the evening newscast in Chicago. A lot of this started out in Chicago, if you don't, if you mm -hmm. notice. You know, it's, Chicago's, Chicago's full of controversy. Well, it's kind of the birthplace of these these kinds of shows. Mm -hmm. Um so, except for Phil. Phil was in like Connecticut. No, he was. He started out in uh, Ohio, Chicago area. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you know, you know how started in Ohio. Ohio. Uh -huh. Flint. Yeah. Oh yeah, Flint. Flint. I miss Flint. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll still, you know, get some honey money. Eventually. We'll get some honey money eventually yeah. when he comes back into the toy biz. Yeah. We know. We know. We know you're coming back. Can't stay away. You can't stay away, Flint. Can't stay away from the plastic crack. Mm -mm. And that's what it is. I know, and I'm getting, I need my fix. <laughs> so, Maury started out as, as, a, uh, as a journalist. Uh, he would, you know, do little interview things for different news stations and whatnot. And then he, he uh, went to Los Angeles and co-anchored alongside a very well-known news anchor named Connie Chung. And they ended up getting married. She eventually. fell in love with Maury. Well, who his, would his voice, his voice, and his his uh, very distinguished. He, I, I think he's one of the more, aside from maybe Phil, he's one of the more distinguished hosts that we have here. Yeah, he's very, you know, very straightforward in his approach. Um, it just a, it seems like a, a nice guy. I think. do you think when they had kids, she's like. Connie, I am the father. Probably. He had to pull it out in an envelope. <laughs> That's how she told him. Yeah. <laughs> so. She put him on a different show. <laughs> Maury Povich started out on the, or like when he started doing this sort of stories, he started out on A Current Affair. Oh, yeah. And The Current Affair would be a tab they called it tabloid tabloid infotainment it would yeah, often current affair was all bullshit wasn't it well it, yeah a lot of it it was a lot of celebrity gossip and then they would now and again do a human interest story so they said the current affair was kind of like a good afternoon newspaper 
He hosted Current Affair until 1990. And he also was on that station. Uh, it was a station in New York. He was their 7 p.m. anchor on their newscasts. Well, then in 91, Paramount started up the Maury Povich show. And he would do a lot of awareness type things like National Adoption Month, things like that. When it was still classy. When he was still classy. And then he started doing more trash, <laughs> I think. Yeah. They like he would he would start out he did teenage pregnancy shows, he did sexual infidelity shows, uncommon illnesses. He was one of the first ones to do the makeover shows. The out of control teenagers. Out of control teenagers. Uh this one uh <clears throat> Sperm theft? That's what I was just going to say. Um, it was the unauthorized... Okay, we'll just... I want to describe what this is because it caught both of our attention. It's the unauthorized use of sperm, forced fatherhood, sperm jacking. It's when semen is used against a man's will or without his knowledge or consent to cause a pregnancy. So... Would that be considered rape? I don't think That's so. That's a crime. No, no, no. I think that they were um, gathering it from elsewhere and using it. It only comes from one spot. Well, for, they were gathering it from a... a what they have to do? Swab their gums? Possibly. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> Obese children was one of his uh, topics. Domestic violence... Unusual phobias, bullying, uh, he would bring to... See, I thought this one here, it was little people bullying. I didn't see the comma. Oh, no, no. He, he, he would bring to light... I was just getting ready to mention that. The struggles that, that little people face in everyday life that most people don't think about. He would, he would have them on. And this is before the TV shows that focused on... You know, like the reality shows that focused on that. Um, then... After he was one of the first ones that after they would tape, he would track their progress and air it or put it on the website. And then sometimes he would bring back past guests and throughout the year would give update shows. Yeah, the uh, the uh, end of every season. He would yeah, he would do like on the top ten memorable guests of the year. Yeah, and sometimes they would bring people on that were past guests and say, so you know how how is your life these days? What was it, what's your life like after you appeared on the show? Things like that. Um, but then, he, like I said, he started to dive into that more controversial thing. And instead of just talking about sexual infidelity, sometimes it would be a surprise. It would be, we're going to bring you on. And so, what, 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 what are you suspecting is happening? And the, you know, the partner would say, I suspect that my partner's cheating on me. And they say, well, let's bring him on. And it would be the guy coming on with his girlfriend. Yeah. When they come out, you know. Um, and, of course, that would start a, a, a bit would start of a fight. A, a bit of a fight, yeah. Um, then he started doing the paternity test shows, which I think is what he is most well-known for now, right? He it's, it's the who's the father, you're the father, you're not the father. That, that's pretty much what his show's turned into. I think that's what it's turned into, but anytime anyone mentions Maury Povich, it is... 
the Who's Your Daddy show. And no, well, not in that sense. It's the 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 Who's the Father show. Who's your daddy? That's a different different show altogether. So, what that kind of turned into, they got more theatrical on their shows. They got to be more entertainment, and it turned into a shit show. It did. He would start to involve the people's personal lives a lot. And then he says he's most proud of when the men would own up to their paternity, get involved in their child's life, reunite, and form a family. Yeah. Uh, But that didn't always happen. And sometimes it would be quite the opposite to where someone had raised this child only to find out that it wasn't theirs. It wasn't theirs, yeah. And those those are heartbreaking shows. But... A lot of times, th- there were times when the the, you know, the the father would storm off the stage, but then they would get him backstage and say, you know what, I raised this kid, my kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to stick around. Which, that is heartwarming, but to see the, the emotions played out on TV for entertainment purposes, yeah, that's when this shit kind of started getting wrong, you know? Well, you get these guys, like, they'd say, like, you're not the father... Or, you know, or they'd have like three guys on there all for doing a paternity test. For yes. This, for this little baby, this little innocent kid who has never done wrong to anybody. Right. You know, and they'd come out and say, all right, during this test, you know, I found out you were not the father. And they'd start fucking dancing. Yeah, and, somebody would dance. Yeah, or, or they'd start just making a huge scene. A celebration. Yeah, almost. get in front of the, get in the lady's face, you know, or just, just calling her names and then... You, they get put off to the side. Yep, the, the chairs would get separated. Yeah, and and that's the shit I hate, man. Well, and, and the other thing that I didn't like about it, it would be, you're not the father. Okay, well this guy's heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Let's bring out the real father, and those two would get in a fight, and then it'd be like, this is the father. We did a test. You are ninety nine point nine percent. Yes, you are the father, and that guy'd be like. That's right. That's right. I did it. I did it. You know, and he'd, he'd be getting the guy's face, the other guy's face. He's like, I was mad enough to get her pregnant. Yeah. Or, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They would get in a fight. Yeah. And then they would calm that down. They'd say, oh, by the way, you're the father and we brought your wife here. So now you could to explain to your wife how you impregnated this other woman. And they would get in a fight. It was like, oh my God, how much of a shit show can you turn this into? Yeah. And that's what was getting ratings, though. I mean, I'm still, like I said, I'm still trying to figure out how he's still on the air because it's the same shit over and over. It it really is. Now and again, I mean, it's about half and half. He'll do some more serious things, but most, if you tune into the Maury show now, about 50% of the time you're going to see a paternity show. Yeah, but I can turn it on right now. And, and it's probably a paternity show. test show. Um, or it would be a... Uh, uh, someone has a secret crush on you and it would be a co-worker or it would be, you know, your your boyfriend or your husband's best friend or, you know, it's like, really? But, again, somebody's tuning into that. Lots of people are tuning oh, into that. Oh, yeah, lots of people love the drama, dude. I can't, yeah. I'm not a fan of drama. I'm really not either. And so I can't watch those shows. Where, like, some of that shit just stresses me the fuck out. Well, they... They do, this is one show that will, they do a lot of heavy editing because obviously they get a lot of indecent and obscene material Mm -hmm. that comes out, a lot of profane language, 
And in some cases, a lot of nudity. Because they will bring on a, a show, this one and the next one we're going to talk about. They'll bring on, like, a kid that's embarrassed of the way their mother dresses. Yeah, and their mom comes out. Their mom like comes out. Like fucking hoebag. Yeah, and she'll flash the audience. Yeah, with her kids sitting there. With her kids sitting right I'm there. I'm like, wh- why? So that makes me wonder, like, are these actors, you know, is this all, all this has got to be scripted. Bullshit. Now, there, there is, not necessarily with Maury that I've heard, but, but the other gentleman that yeah. I'm going to speak about, I've heard a lot of accusations of that. Uh, so. And now he's a judge. Well, yeah, uh, the way that they kind of um, came up with what would be uh, good topics, they would take interns, send them out into the audience, and poll the audience on what would you like to see? What what kinds of things would you yeah. like to see on the show? They have people call in. Um, then they also would do like a... Uh, Viewer's choice type thing. They did a lot of telemarketing, call to ask people, hey, we're from the Maury Show. We'd like to ask you about these topics and what you what your feelings are on them. And they would get people that were complete polar opposites mm-hmm. and invite them on the show. So they're out there... Just a cause. They're out there fishing for yeah. controversy. And that's, I mean, that's really not fair, I don't think. But, mm-hmm. like, again, it's what... What sold? He didn't so much do a lot of the celebrity stuff or the reunion stuff, or his things could be either be feel good or it could be complete complete trash. trash. So, I think though that just due to the way that he handles a lot of it, he wasn't specifically targeted in that trash TV thing. Although he was, yeah, and, and remains to be. Um. One thing that this trash TV all across the board, what people complain about is that they're taking serious problems and making them a joke and making them a joke or treating them insincerely for entertainment. And like you say, like we beginning with a show when we started, you had Phil who took these topics and talked about them and brought them like we brought them to light. Yes. Maury he was more bring up these topics and let's exploit it and get everybody to make fun of it. Yes. Uh, and not necessarily exclusive to Maury show, but across the board, when these things would happen, uh, sometimes the guests would become targets of bullying. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these guests would experience more heartache and more because of the show because of the show and sometimes it would result in them taking their own life yeah and like we have said many times on this show if you know and I've, 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 we posted it on the other we posted a the uh, a suicide hotline on our page yeah, 988 yep. um, if you know you're you're having feelings like that you know please reach out uh, we don't want to see anyone for any reason resort to that. But sometimes these shows would come under fire because someone would either be killed due to what was exploited on the show, yep. or they would be tormented and harassed so severely that they took their own life. 
so, again, a very negative consequence of trash TV. Oh, yeah, completely. Um, but, yeah, um, Maury tiptoed that line, I feel. Very carefully. Very carefully and sometimes not well. Yeah. Now, is there anything more you want to talk about, Maury? Or really anybody that we've talked about before we jump into this major shit show at the end here? No, I mean, we've, we've covered a lot, you know, a lot of these, some of these feel-good shows. And and there are others that, you know, that we, we, we were not covering. About. You know, there's Jenny Jones. There's, oh, yeah, I like Jenny Jones. She was a good one. Yeah, and, and, she, and she... she was always happy. She was always pretty happy. She didn't really get extremely controversial. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, of course, the queen of daytime talk. It just wasn't targeted towards us, necessarily. No. Um, it was it was a lot of... Celebrities. Celebrities and, and a lot of... Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was on her show a lot. Oh, let's do a Tom Cruise break. That was my fault. Thank you for playing. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? And there was Tom Cruise. I hate that guy. <laughs> have you harassed Tom Cruise lately? I have not. Have you harassed anybody lately online? No, no. I've been actually pretty good. I haven't harassed anybody. Nobody's really upset me except for McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's. You started a little firestorm about McDonald's. That went on for 20 hours. Yes, it did. On Facebook. and you With ended, one guy. You ended up deleting... Um, the post, and all I was bitching about is their ice cream machine. They need to get their shit together because it's getting to be Shamrock Shake season, and uh, their ice cream machines never work. Mm-mm. How are we gonna have Shamrock Shakes if their ice cream machines don't well, work? Well, it's because they, they take it down because it takes like fifteen hours to clean it, and that's what we read. I think. Well, then they must have the cleanest goddamn ice cream machines <laughs> in the world <laughs> because the they're shit. always taken down for cleaning. So <laughs> it's only it only runs from like. 8 a.m. to noon. And then they take it down to clean it. <laughs> yeah. We're doing our daily cleaning. Why don't you hire someone to do it overnight? Mm-hmm. Well, we're 24 hours. Not, most of them aren't anymore, no. though. Which, that sucks. But that's such a different topic altogether. We've already talked about McDonald's. Yeah, we have. And how McDonald's lands full of thieves. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, let's talk about this fella. Gerald Norman Springer. Jerry motherfucking Springer. His middle name is Norman. It's not motherfucker. <laughs> His middle name is Norman. Gerald Norman Springer. <laughs> Norman. He's a journalist, an actor, a producer, a former lawyer and politician. He's a former mayor of like Cleveland or some yes. shit. Yes. Um, his show ran from 91 until 2018. I think he just got tired of the show. Well, he started a podcast in 2015. Well, they pulled him off TV, and he was only on, like, On Demand or some shit. Well, then, he hosted America's Got Talent for a while. Oh, no shit. And then, uh, from 2019 to 2022, he hosted a courtroom show called Judge Jerry. So, he's... I didn't know this. He was born in uh, in London, and he was born during. He was born in a in a shelter. A bo- it was it was a. He was born in the London Underground Station of Highgate, while the station was in use as a shelter from German bombing during World War Two. 
He uh, he grew up in England. No shit. Yeah, his parents were refugees. <laughs> they were they were German Jewish refer uh, referees. They were referees. Yes, German Jewish refugees. And uh, gave it to referees. Oh shit! He was born right in the middle of it. Yeah. So when he when he was four years old in 1949, he came to the United States, and was in New York. So his uh, his earliest memories about current events was at 12 years old, and he watched the uh, 1956 Democratic National Convention, and he was impressed by seeing John F. Kennedy. Um, he went to Tulane University, and he majored in political science. Then he became a political campaign advisor to Robert Kennedy. No shit. After, uh, after Ke- Robert Kennedy's uh, assassination, he began practicing law in a Cincinnati law firm called Frost and Jacobs. And then he was a partner in a law firm from '73 to '85. And uh, then he kind of jumped into the political career, you know, like a political career. Yeah. Ran for Congress, but he failed to uh, win that vote. Um, He was elected to the Cincinnati City Council in 71, but he had to resign because he solicited a prostitute. (laughs) This is the doubt. This is the turn of where he's coming to his talk show. Yeah. (laughs) Um, they said that his political career was over, but then he won his seat back in 1975 because he was honest. He was honest about what happened. Honest Jerry. Um, so then in, uh, in 77, he was, uh, chosen to serve one year as the mayor. He could only serve one year due to, uh. They had a, a, His a prostitution addiction. No, they they had a something on the books at the time where the mayor wasn't elected; he was appointed. So he was he was a he was appointed. Okay, and so they uh, they required him to to split the the term with another third party group. That's not how it works. And you win and you get there for four well, years. So oh, Cincinnati's a little weird. It was yeah, it was it was different. Apparently they're they're a little different. They have different rules in Ohio. Well, so you get the if the first guy didn't, then you got three opponents. There's three guys running for mayor. Yeah, they got one guy that wins. He gets it for a year. The second guy wins. He gets it for a year. And the third guy gets it for like three months. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm positive. I looked it up. It's okay. It's on Wikipedia. That's true. Cincinnati's mayor. If they have three three candidates, you get one guy it runs gets it for a year, the other guy gets it for a year, and the last guy only gets it for like three months, and then they have to they roll dice, and whoever gets the highest number gets to become mayor the rest of the time. Well, in in nineteen eighty two, um, Jerry Springer. Or they play rock paper scissors. He tried to get the uh, Democratic nomination to be the governor of Ohio, and uh, just like Sonny Bono. His TV commercials for his campaign referenced his use of paying a prostitute with a check. <laughs> he didn't even give her cash. No. He gave her a check. He wrote, yeah, he wrote a check. Don't cash this for like a week. Yeah, can you hold this for a week? 
I really need this now, but can you hold this for a couple days? Well, his uh, it was his campaign saying he's not afraid to tell the truth even if it hurts. Well, it hurt because he did not get the nomination. And he put his, his political career on hold. Then he decided he was going to try to run for Senate in 2000 and 2004, but he backed down because there were some negative associations with a TV show called Jerry Springer. Uh, also, he was uh, going to run in 2018 for the Ohio uh, governor's election, the gubernatorial race, but he backed out because of his age. Oh, yeah, that checks out. So, as far as broadcasting, the Jerry Springer Show debuted September 30th, 1991. Yep. He wanted it to mimic the format of the Phil Donahue Show. And it probably started out that way. So much so that he got a similar haircut and glasses to look like Phil Donahue. Oh, wait, that wasn't actually his look? No. He manufactured that look so that he mimicked Donahue. No shit. Yes. So it was a political-oriented talk show. There was a longer version of his commentary at the end, and he would have... Political figures like Oliver North and Jesse Jackson and topics would include homelessness and gun politics. But in 1994, he got a new producer named Richard Dominic. Richard Dominic. They decided they needed higher ratings. So they went tabloid. They started doing... Trash TV. And that's about the same time like Sally was doing it and all that yep. other shit. Well, guests were everyday people that were confronted on a television stage by a spouse or family member's adultery. They would talk about homosexuality, prostitution. They would have hate groups on there. All kinds of other controversial topics. And the thing was on this show, they promoted the confrontations by scripting Shouting or violence on the stage. Yep. I knew it. So, this show got a ratings boost. And by Ooh. within four years, it was beating the Oprah Winfrey show in many markets. Well, this is where... It takes a turn. It takes a turn because there was uh, a woman who was murdered by her ex-husband. And... The ex-husband and his, and his girlfriend appeared on the show with this woman, and her sons filed a lawsuit against Jerry Springer, claiming that he created a mood that led to murder. They ended up dropping the charges, charges and they uh, the the show agreed to waive its countersuit. They, they, they countersued him. So it was basically, you're going to sue me, we're going to sue you, let's fight it out, we got more money. So they just both agreed to drop their cases. Yeah. Um, That's so, what happened on that Pepsi show, dude, where the guy tried to get the jet. Yes. We, we're going to talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about that in the next few weeks. Um, so, yeah, he... Uh, I can remember some of his topics just being... Completely out there, oh, completely yeah. just wild. Uh, 
And if you remember, he had a very famous security guard Steve. on the show. Steve Wilkos, who got his own show. He did. In which, guess what? There was a lot of fighting on that show, too. It was too. the same exact show. It was the same show, just Steve took it over. Um, so, yeah. And he's not. he was not very good at that show. No, he was more of a, come on out here, let's fight. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, things that you remember about Jerry Springer. Whenever a fight would break out, what did the crowd do? They start chanting his name. They would start chanting, Jerry, Jerry. And Jerry would always, like, make some smart-ass comment about the fight. Yep. And I'm surprised he didn't get his ass kicked. Well, because he always went away. He, he would always run to, into the audience. He'd always go to the back of the audience. Yep. He'd run into the audience or he'd run off stage. Yep. Whenever a fight broke out. And you could always tell because it would be, they would have just some wild ass made up scenario yeah. that would never happen in, you know, in real life. And damn sure if it did, you wouldn't take it on TV. Fuck no. So you, you kind of got the idea that they were paid actors. And some of the, the guests, okay, former here, guests, here's, did. Here's, here's a couple of the, the show's topics. A man marries a horse. <laughs> the Kung Fu Hillbilly. What are you looking at me for? Were you on the show? I signed <laughs> a, 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 I, I can't talk I signed about a it. plum. I can't say nothing. Yeah. Sex worker loses her teeth. That video is unavailable for some reason. Sex worker loses her teeth? Yeah. That was a... Oh, they did a whole show on... Yeah. See, sometimes it would be like... That would be the topic. Sometimes, here, some, here. Sometimes it's the small amounts... The small moments that really make the show live, live in memory. Check this out. Tiny bit of women's... <laughs> women's... Per, per, portraying. I'll just say portraying. To be a sex worker gets in a fist fight and manages to lose her dentures in the process. Oh, wow. Mom and daughter domination. Oh, Okay. Not kink shaming, but that's, I don't know. That, that's something that you wouldn't think would be. The only thing Jerry likes more than audience shouting his name is telling them about allured fetishes. And he would. He, he had a lot of fetish. And it would a lead. Mother-daughter dominatrix team, which doesn't seem that kinky until they bring their slaves out on stage and ride them around like miniature ponies. Oh, my God. And wait until his wife shows up. Shows up to browbeat him in front of the crowd, and that's that's what it would it would be. They would they would. So the slave got his ass beat by his wife. Uh, browbeat is like a uh, uh, severe talking down to like that he's worthless. It's like a humiliation oh. thing. So I don't think that it was something that that he wanted. Um, but then again, you got to remember, well known for staged and scripted content. Record-breaking sex record, or world-breaking the sex record. See, I remember Annabelle Chong. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Sex with two hundred fifty-one men in ten hours on the show. That, no, I don't think it was on the show. But then, and it's even crazier than. But then it's even crazier when he had Jasmine St. Clair, who had sex with three other guys, break the record of her own. We got, to, we got, we we should get Jerry a, the host of the first ever sex Olympics. Yeah. Naked peekaboo. You know, I'm, I got to read this one first. Uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> In comparison to with Joby and Brad, the Jerry Springer show had progressed quite a bit, but still using transphobia and gay panic 
to, to bait the audience. Just this year, Judah came out and did a very flamboyant dance for her boyfriend, for his best friend, sorry, rapped about his feelings for him and proposed marriage when the crowd is expected is expecting his straight-laced friend to freak out. Instead, he accepts and starts making out with Jude on stage. Well, that's one way to achieve gay visibility. And again, they use this stuff to... It was all for... It was just ratings. It was for ratings. And it was it was all pre-discussed. It was all scripted. These people were paid to portray things that they deemed to be controversial... And these days, you know, like like now, who cares? Yeah. You know, th- these Here, kinds of shows would I'm happy, not... I'm happy I cut off my legs. What? Yeah. Jerry said, this may be the most bizarre story we've ever done in 15-year history. That was a decade ago, and it's still pretty out there. Meet Sandra, whose brain told her she should take the power saw and chop off both her legs. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre even for Jerry. Wow. I can remember he did an episode on severe body modifications. Yep. And in this episode, some of these people we've actually met, <laughs> but in this episode he had, um, he had uh, the people like that would cut off their pinky finger because it looked weird to him. Um, he had the the guy that um, tattooed his whole body like a skeleton. He had. I've seen that dude. Yes, he had the uh, the lizard man, which we yeah just he, we were just with him a couple of weeks ago. Um, the he, Enigma was on there. The Enigma was on there, which is a friend of ours. Um, tattooed like a puzzle, head to toe. I remember when he had uh, he wanted to do like a a what they call a freak show, you know, like a circus sideshow theme, and he had. I, I think I have this one on a VHS tape somewhere in my box of shit. Uh, boxes. The of boxes shit. of mystery. Of Yeah, of just you know, miscellaneous, packed it up and never unpacked it stuff. Um, he had a guy, he, he, his name's Harley Newman. He, is, he calls himself a professional lunatic. And he's an escape artist. He did he that just, job. Well, by a lot of pain and, and oh, experimentation. Yeah, I can't do that. He brought out a bed of nails. And laid on the bed of nails, did his little bed of nails, you know, routine. But that's a trick, though. But then he, but but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. He set an. Hey, I wonder un- how my brother's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he set an unofficial world record when he laid on a bed of four nails. Just four. It was just four nine-inch spikes. God. And he, they brought it out. He put it in the small of his back, put his arms and legs straight up in the air, and laid on a bed of four nails. Uh, he had to have had his center balance, center of gravity, he, yeah. very well balanced. Yes, um, there were uh, there were many different. You want to say and, and acts, I, I performers liked, that he brought out. I always liked those kind of shows. See, and those are those are some of my favorite the ones that show, he would do. The freak show oh, ones, I love yeah. that stuff. Um, so you know, he he did a lot of that kind of stuff too, but his, I guess you would say, his bread and butter was just. Trying to get people to fight. And then he had a movie about it. Yeah. Ringmaster. Yes. Um, so, you got to think. We went from, you know. And then he had Guar. Yeah, yes, yes. I wanted to talk about that. Because I have interacted with 
the, the young kid, man that was yeah. on there. Uh, he's he's very active on Facebook. Um, Sean's his name. And they brought, a, a, he, at the time, I think he was 12 years old. Yeah. Um, what we would consider to be a goth kid these days. Um, yeah, I guess he would be considered a goth yeah, kid. Yeah, he, he would more be. more like, I guess they were the first generation. They called him like, yeah, they called him like party kids or club kids back then. Yeah. Um, but he brought, they brought him out and they brought Guar out and actually fed Jerry Springer to the, uh, the maggot. The yeah, they did. And uh, where they played in Chicago. Which Jerry Springer, Chicago. That's where he was based, based out of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, they brought Guar out. Guar did the Guar show. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they came out and they talked about how they were space barbarians. They never broke character at no. all. It was amazing. Um, and then they brought this 12-year-old kid out. and He was a big fan. He was a huge fan. And the tagline that they put under his name was, Believes in everything Guar stands for. And yeah, which was bull, complete bullshit. Yeah, you and you know it was basically they, they, they believe in world domination and destroying the earth because they're playing the roles of space barbarians, barbarians. that were frozen in Antarctica. in Antarctica and thought out by an archaeologist, and they're pissed off, and they created humankind. They created crack. And they created crack as well, and so it's like. The, oh, they did create humankind by by having sex with apes. apes yes, yes. Um, so they, it, it, you know, if anybody looks at that and says that, while entertaining, we believe Guar is entertaining. But if anybody looks at that and says we believe everything Guar stands for, no, you know, it's a, it's that'd be like saying, you know, you believe in in what a movie stands for. Yeah, you know. Uh, or or a, like, a like, play. Like we watch we, we like horror movies. We like watching slasher movies where there's just people are just having their heads cut off and their their bowels pulled out of their fucking assholes and shit like that. But yeah. we don't support that stuff in real life. No, we know it's make believe. And Guar is for entertainment purposes. I I mean, God for God's sake, they were they were art students. They, yeah, they were art students that wanted to do Start a theatrical a band. Theatrical band that lasted for forty fucking years. Yeah. Um, they said, "Let's start. Let's try this and see how it works." Let's see if people. It was basically, well, let's see if people buy this shit. Yeah. And for forty years, it's they have fucking worked. So, they're artists. He would do something like that, and and, and as Lemester said on the Jerry Springer show, they are movie stars now. Yes, because they have made movies. You no, know, we heard I have the same birthday. Really? Yeah, we have the same birthday. You and Danielle Stamp have the yeah, same birthday. Same birthday. That's cool. Well, happy birthday, Danielle Stamp. It was just a few days ago. Yeah, I'd like to get. I'd like to interview her. She would be a fun interview. She'd be. She'd be cool. Um, have you seen the my This Is Guar uh, documentary that just came out? No, what's it on? It's it's on Guar. Oh, it's on their webpage. No, it's about Guar. Oh no, I have not watched. Oh, it. you mean what streaming platform yeah. is it on? Uh, that would be on Shutter. Oh yeah, I you know, you know what you told me to watch it and I yes. forgot to start watching. Oh, it's it. amazing, and we have actually met many of the members of Guar, and they are all great people who do not surprise. And this might be a little spoiler. Like even the singer of Guar now, because since since Dave has passed, yeah. Michael Bishop, great guy, super nice guy. He just yeah. had a, and he's got a little baby, little baby. He just yes, had. He's yes. like a great father, and yes. then he's, he's got his Michael Bishop life. And yeah. he's got his... Blothar. Blothar life. Yeah, Blothar the Berserker. Little spoiler alert. Guar, the people that are in Guar, 
they don't even believe in the shit that they no. that they portray and stand for as a band and as a performance artist. So well, Danielle's actually a fire performer and a yes, performer. Yes, but she doesn't have slaves. No, um, it, it's. I know a lot of guys who would probably volunteer for that, <laughs> but she's not going to do it. And the thing is, <laughs> if they did, Jerry Springer would put them on TV. Yeah. So, yeah, it. it Gua, I remember when Guar was on there. I, I went ape shit over that. That was awesome. It was a national portrayal of something that we were into, we loved, and. They brought them on because they were controversial and they they uh, wanted the ratings. They wanted people to see. And how do they get the ratings? They say, here's this group of people doing some really cool but really fucking bizarre shit. Yeah. And look, here's a 12-year-old kid that believes everything they say. He even said, no, I don't. I, di- I didn't. No. He said it was, you know, basically I was paid to be on the show to say this shit. I love Guar, but... You know, they wanted a Guar fan. Yeah. That's all it was. They wanted and he was a Guar 12 fan. years old. They're like, this is perfect. This is perfect. And the mother was all, oh, I don't know what to do with my child. He's wild and it's Guar's fault. Yeah. And I think Guar probably parodied that on their stage show. Oh, guarantee it. Because I've been listening to Guar since I was 11. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Or maybe 10 when Scumdogs came out in yes. 91. Yeah. So I had to been 11 or 12. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm fine. Ish. You're fine-ish. Well. We're okay. We get by. <laughs> <laughs> we get by. So, you know, yeah, it's, I think that uh, Springer is probably the, the the pinnacle of trash TV, right? Yep. The trash talk show. And here's the thing. Maury Povich, while they did a lot of heavy editing and they censored the controversial things, what they did that differs from Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer would too because you couldn't show that stuff on television. No, but he's but, got his unedited tapes that yes, they didn't do for Maury, any of these other shows. Maury Povich did not keep the unedited footage. No. Jerry Springer released it on videotape and I used to have a Jerry Springer too hot for TV. I think I did too. It was... Because you had to buy him on, you had to buy him off the, phone, the 800 number. Yes, you had to call in and eventually they made it to like Suncoast and things yeah. like that. But when it first came out, you could buy it, and it would be a subscription thing. You'd buy it, and then once a month, they'd bill your credit card and send you the volume two and volume three. Yep. And, of course, they had, they would put it on a half-hour-long videotape, and they made tons of them. Oh, yeah. You know, here's here's even hotter. Here's the best fights. Here's this. Here's that. The You know, the moments that you'll never forget, because now you have them on videotape. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. It was... I heard that... Jerry was going to do an interview with Guar while everybody was on the moon. No, no, they they didn't. They never went to the moon. The moon sucks. It's not made of cheese either. There's no man in it. The only thing they got going is a tank. What? There's a tank on the moon. It's a what? Russian tank. What? The Russians put a tank on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we can work that in, we will. No, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there, I know that they do have Jerry Springer on reruns. A lot of these, Maury Povich is still on the air. A lot of these shows just kind of went away. You'll find them on YouTube. You might find them on, uh, Pluto does have a channel that runs all these shows. Yep. Um, but Jerry Springer actually, in 2018, they started, they put him in syndication and they started rerunning it on the CW. Uh, Jerry, oh, they did, didn't they? Yes. Uh, 
and like I said, he has he has the uh, Judge Jerry show that he did. Um, so he's he's still kind of out there. He pops up from time to time. In he was just on America's Got or Masks here too. Was he? Yeah, this season. Well, see, he he pops up. He hosted uh, he hosted uh, a thing on the WWE Network. WWE Too Hot for TV. Uh, he's done things with wrestling. He's done things... Probably because Vince had to pay him for that fucking title. Probably. He's like, you know what? Don't pay me. Just let me be on the show. He has... I think he was on WWE for a while. He was a guest host. Yeah. On, on Raw, I believe. Um, but he's popped up. He's he's an actor. He does television appearances. I think that he, through all this controversy and through uh, everything that he did to really push the limits... He's established himself as probably the number one icon in pop culture. Oh, yeah. For these talk TV. shows. Okay. So when somebody says, oh, TV talk shows, Jerry Spr- like Jerry Springer show? Yeah, well, yeah but you, you forget about the Donahues mm-hmm. and the. Maury Povich is still around, so he's always going to kind of be. He's maybe like number two. But the people like Donahue and Ricky Lake and Sally Jesse, those people kind of fell to the wayside. Yeah. And now you got shows like The View. Yeah, it, talk shows just nowadays. A bunch of cackling hens. You have the View. You have like uh, uh, Kelly Clarkson has a show. Drew Barrymore has a show. I like Kelly Clarkson but, and Drew Barrymore. Uh, I El- watch them shows. Ellen DeGeneres had her show. Where and she and she had a great running show. Until, yes. Like all the controversy bullshit came out from her. Well, and, and then she's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Uh, the thing is, those shows are more. They might take a few audience questions, but it's more. A sit-down interview show with a live audience instead of audience participation, like these other shows we talked about today, thrived on. Yeah, they got they were out in the audience. They hosted their show from the audience. They weren't sitting on the stage with the guests. They were out in the audience with That's the microphone. We, we should do that. We should host a show. Yes, a live show. A live show. Perhaps down the down the line, we maybe we could work something like that out, where we could just walk around and talk to the audience. Yeah. Get their views on things. So, is there anything else? I mean, I think we really... Uh, no, we covered a lot of everything from Jerry to... From Donahue to Jerry. Yeah, like basically the beginning to the the tip-top pinnacle of... Talk shows. Talk shows that where it went from informative journalism to trash. Scr- scripted bullshit. Scripted shit. So, uh, anything else you want to mention? No. Okay, well then, uh, let's let's get out of here. So for the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power, I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time. Here's some Geraldo for you. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Got you shit in order, man. Now here's some Geraldo. Gerardo. So I said, Geraldo. God damn it. Ale, ale, lelo. Geraldo. Suave. I know that's not the words, but it just sounds good to me. That's all that matters. It is. That's all that matters. It's our show. We can say, I can say whatever we want. (laughs) All right. We'll see you. Goodbye. Corey. Really? Yeah. Say goodbye, Mikey. No. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. See ya. Rico. Wow.
que yo soy educado Soy un caballerito, un chico bien portado Un joven responsable y siempre bien vestido Yo no sé quién ha mentido I don't drink or smoke and into dope What I know coke, you ask me how do I do it, I cope My only addiction has to do with a female species I eat them raw like sushi No me gusta eterno, mi estilo es moderno Si me enterno, yo me enfermo Mi apariencia es dura, vivo en la locura No me vengan con ternuras Don't judge your book by its cover There's more to being a Latin lover You gotta know how to deal with a woman that won't let go The price you pay for being a gigolo Rico Suave Rico That can handle a man like me That's why I juggle two or three I ain't wanna commit You can omit that bit You pop the question, that's it A ver, un, dos, tres, cuatro mujeres Y la situación, ahí no muere No es un delito Calmo mi apetito Como un llanto o un grito So again, don't let my lyrics mislead ya I don't love ya, but I need ya Would you rather have me lie? Take a piece of your pie and say bye Or be honest and rub your thighs Rico Suave Rico Suave Suave Rico Suave 